Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Wild Wasteland. As always, I'm Dean Maldonado, and with me is the, uh, I think we'll go with perfect Michael Johnson. Ah, thank you. I am perfect. I know you are, but what am I? The I'm seeking- Jewish. Fuck. I mean, you're not wrong. I was reaching for a compliment, but you're not wrong. So well, I-, I feel like that's a compliment. You're successful, you're young, you're balding. Like, what more could a young Jewish man want? That's a great question. I really can't think of much more. Like, look at the, uh, and you're artistic. Yeah. Or whatever this is. And, uh. Is this art? I think this is just a, this is just like a therapeutic way of just like releasing the mania that's sitting inside my skull. What are you, a white girl at an open mic? (laughs) No. No, no, no. I planned way more, and I'm way less stressed. So I just got out of therapy today, <laughs> and ah, uh, my therapist. That's why my therapist is bitch. like breaking up with me. He's like, you know, oh, we're gonna your go therapist. Out. Yeah, he's like, we're gonna go like after this one. We'll uh, we'll talk in like a month, and we'll see how you're doing, and then we're we're done. I'm like, okay. But you're are you solved? Yeah, I'm fixed. I fixed myself. How you? I got myself off of all the uh, the drugs they put me on, and I beat depression, and I uh, yeah, I fixed my brain by myself. That seems like the most not true thing I've ever heard in my life. Doesn't it? Are you actually fixed, or is this like a no, crazy like, person? I'm thing? like legitimately fixed. Name one depressing thought that you've had. Ah, so you're not fixed. Truly, de- truly undepressed people would remember how happy they are. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you didn't ask for a happy thought. I was, in my head, I was like, squirrels, squirrels running. There's a lot of trees down in the road. Oh my god, I'm gonna ride a swerve around. There was a really nice guy who. Ha- there was actually it was really nice. There was a guy who who held the tree branches for like the car behind his. He just wanted to check out the girl's butt. Probably, but I sped up and I got in there. And like he like let it slap behind me, and then there was like a giant SUV like fifty feet behind me. I was like, I'm not doing the fucking same. Oh wait, this is so confusing. Wait, so a car held the the branch? Yeah, yeah. He like picked up like part of the branch that would have like scratched a car. Yeah, and like moved it, but it like was like one of those like arms of a tree branch that's not like gonna break off if you push it back but it's yeah. still stiff enough and broken sharp to scrape a car and he like held it back as like <clears throat> my car and like two like that girl's car and like another car like skipped through and then he like let it go ran up to his car and okay. then there was another car that like cause we were all stopped the oh. car came up to like right behind me and I was like nope yeah well the SUV should have known better than to exist yeah right yeah no, I, the I fucking road you, you whale <laughs> yeah yeah fucking prick <laughs> God, what the fuck are you? If you're listening to this podcast, I didn't care about you, and um, I wanted to do it. <laughs> Is that something that you should go talk to a therapist about? No. Okay. No, I just told you because I'm very excited about it. <laughs> Jeez. Well, way congratulations. To, way to try and be a downer. Oh, my God. <laughs> I had a breakthrough. You know what? I got to tell my therapist we need more time. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to elongate this relationship because of Michael Johnson. Well, I'm glad that you're uh, breaking up. It's a that's a happy breakup. Yeah, exactly. I'm like I'm done paying you. He's like, damn. Exactly. You should you should have seen how upset the fucking psychologist was who threw me on meds. I was yeah. like, yeah, I stopped taking them and I feel fine, so I'm not going to continue taking them. <clears throat> He's like, what, what? What? Why? I was like, why would I take something that I that I feel no effect from? He's like, well, what if you get sad? I'm like, well, then I'll come back. I was like, I can always get back on medication, but like, fuck you for making me try and stay on wow, it. Wow, dude, this guy sounds like a drug dealer. Oh, I feel like he is. Yeah. Yeah. He's a peddler. Probably a pedophile, too. I mean, that's not because he's like Middle Eastern, okay? Don't get the wrong idea. Oh, okay. We're not we're not talking about Middle Easterners here, even though that those people usually are pedophiles, too. We're talking about specifically about, um, peddling. <clears throat> we're talking about some uh, some cereal. Oh, cereal! Oh, we're back. We're back on that cereal on cereal. Sir. Yeah, I'm very excited about this. I can one. tell your your feet are tapping, and we're looking at each other. Now I know, I know. It's beautiful. We, we haven't blinked in like ten minutes. Well, who needs to blink at a time like this? Nobody. It's way too exciting. Yeah. So, um, we have. Oh my God! Since the beginning, 
whoever's been with us, thank you. Uh, if you haven't been, why are you starting here? This is a weird place to start. This I mean, is I, part nine, isn't it? I get it if like you want to, you know, just like start a podcast and you're like, oh, this one just came out. Let me listen yeah. to this one. Well, it's Quaker Oats. Maybe they're excited about Quaker. That's true. That's true. Um, they could be a big Quaker Oats fan, but uh, we already talked about, I mean, Millerism, Sylvester Graham, Ellen White, uh, the Kellogg's, not only John Harvey Kellogg in the Battle Creek Sanitarium, but also W.K. Kellogg and Kellogg Cereal. We talked about C.W. Post and Post Cereal, and uh, now we're on to our penultimate uh Cereal brand, ooh, or company? Yeah. Now this one we should call a brand because this is really it is a company, but this is the first brand. It is the first cereal trademarked brand. Wow. Yeah. So excited. Yeah, Quaker Oats, man. Quaker Oats. Oh man. So it was founded uh, after a little bit of a bit of nonsense happened. So first we have to tell you about this guy, Ferdinand Schumacher. He is known as the Oatmeal King. <laughs> Who gave him that title? Uh, it, 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 never, it never said. Oh, so he probably just gave it to himself. I, I don't know, man. Like at first, I at first I thought so, but uh, you, you, you decide for us at the end if you think that it was thrust okay. upon him or he was like put it on his business card and everyone was like, I guess. Yeah, on your business card, you're you're a hero for hire. I am a hero for hire on my <laughs> business card. It's the best way of saying unemployed. Uh, well, you'll get there. Yeah, eventually. My you're like Abraham, a Jewish hero for hire. Yeah, and I just I'm right now I'm in the desert for my 40 year stint of unemployment. Uh, we'll see how long the government floats me. I was wondering what Moses was doing in there. He was avoiding the coronavirus. Come on, we gotta get mm, out of here. That and taxes, man. <laughs> taxes. Oh, forget about it. Taxes in Texas. Oh. So, uh, yeah, no, Ferdinand was born in Hanover, Germany in 1822. Are you saying that Ferd, Ferd, Hand, Ferdinand uh, Schumacher was born in Germany? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you could tell by that Japanese name, but I guess you can call him Fred. Now, when he came over to America, they called him John. No, they probably called him Ferd. But so... Mein Fjord. Ferd. Get over here. Uh, he emigrated with his brother, Otto. Oh, Otto. Otto. Uh, and they moved to Akron, Ohio. That was in uh, 1850. Eh, it was a little before that. It was like, around 1849. Okay. Um, and they started doing basically what they did in Germany, which was... Fucking shit up. Farm for oats and then sell that oat that you ground down as a breakfast food called oatmeal. It's fair. Yeah. It's a yeah. fair thing to do. And so in 1857, he uh, rented a mill on the Ohio Canal in Akron, and, uh, you know, 1858, he added the uh, the purling barley equipment, and then he continued to add to that into the, uh, the 1870s, and he was selling... Uh, Breakfast cereal. He actually oh. was one of the first people to get Americans on the board on board with it. Nice, because it was seen as horse foot food. Oh, oats. Yeah, makes sense, right? Yeah. Well, because at this time, Americans were still eating like grits and gruel. Mm. They were eating ham. Yum. Uh, and yeah, he was like, "Don't worry, it pairs well with breakfast pork." <laughs> oh. Uh. But, yeah, so he uh, improved a lot of his production through the 1870s. And then there was a guy named John Robert Stewart and uh, another guy named Henry Parsons Crowell, who both in the 1880s started making their own kind of like oatmeal slash breakfast cereal. Uh, What were they making? Just oats. Ah. They were just... Uh, they're just cutting, purling, uh, rolling and packaging and shipping out oats uh, in bulk. Okay, and so that's they how they would grind do it. it down. It was just pure oats. Yeah, it was just it was just oats. I mean, they 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 took all. It's, so you don't have to like shell it at your house. Like right. they got it down to where you just have to take it out of the bag and boil it. But 
it still came in those giant sacks at this point. <laughs> uh. Um, and so they uh in 1850. Sorry, bounced around on you. Yeah, this is getting wild. I know. It's just that there's a lot of people that are making oat companies at the same time. Yeah. That end up becoming a conglomerate. Yeah, that seems to happen a lot with the cereal stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because I mean, usually it's it's in the 1850s when this happened. It's like yeah. one one company buys another as the other one goes bankrupt, and they had like uh, price wars, and then like mm. so. I mean, along that with the industrial revolution and everything else, just factories just shooting up like exactly you know, like hotcakes. Yeah. Well, so to give you a good to give you a good uh, kind of basis, in 1850, Ferdinand Schumacher, Schumacher, he uh, founded German Mills American Cereal Company in Akron. The same year, John Stewart founded North Star Mills Company in Canada. Mm. Uh, and then in 1870, Schumacher ran his first cereal ad in the in the Akron Beacon Journal, which kind of showed where he was going to take this company. Yeah. But it's funny cuz he didn't end up doing it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. A lot of a lot of dreams go unfulfilled. Mhm. They uh But I mean he he had some he had some good ones. He uh registered with the patent office, the US Patent Office in 1877, mm-hmm. the very first trademark for a breakfast cereal, which is known as a figure of a man in Quaker garb. Oh. Pretty uh, pretty vague. Yeah, supposedly the quote is that the name was chosen when Quaker Mill partner Henry Seymour found an encyclopedia article on Quakers and decided that the qualities described, which was integrity, honesty, and purity, provided an appropriate identity for the company's oat product. Wow. I yeah. feel like that could fit a lot of people in a fucking encyclopedia. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, if you look at the the man in Quaker garb, which he got shortened to, um, instead of a figure of a man, they're like oh. it's, they're like it's a man in Quaker garb. Yeah, uh, they uh, the first advertisement they had out that they ran until easily like the 1940s. He's holding a a letter, like a document that just says "pure" on it. <laughs> so they really he, he really liked that fact about it, okay? Uh, it's a pure document. What's it about? Purity. Pure. That's it. We're just reminding people, be pure. Yeah. It's what color is it? It's pure white. <laughs> pure white document. Um but so yeah, they all had like bidding wars and tried to outbid each other, but uh eventually all the companies kind of individually kind of collapsed on itself. Yeah. And uh John Stewart in in 1879, John Stewart and his son Robert joined George Douglas to form Imperial Mill and they set up in Chicago. Oh. Uh, and then in 1881, this guy Henry Parsons Crowell, he bought uh in Ravenna, Ohio, this mill called Quaker Mill, which is where Quaker Oats is made. Uh cuz they had a fire and they went out. They went bankrupt trying to fix everything, and so he bought them then. Mm. Uh, but he did that mostly to get their brand and the trademark. Yeah, that's you know? why you buy up companies for the most part. Mm-hmm. But so at that point, you kind of had Quaker Oats. It wasn't officially called that yet. Uh, in 1882, Crowell then launched the first national mag, uh, like magazine ad program for breakfast cereal. Oh, yeah. Um. And then in 1888, seven of the largest American oat millers, including the uh, Consolidated Principles, which were uh, basically the different factions of like all of uh, John Stewart's mills, whether it's in Canada, Chicago, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, because okay. uh, they had them all over the place. Yeah. Just... And so they would just call a lot of them Consolidated Mills. Yeah. Um. They all became a company called the American Cereal Company, to make it easy. Oh, well, that's a fun way to just, like, taking that name away from anybody. Right? Yeah. I thought so. Just like, ah, oh, we, we are the American Cereal Company. AC, And you'd also want um, 
an A in your name, so you'd be like the first person for whatever reason. Top of the phone book, dude. Yeah. Before Back phones. when phone books. <laughs> yeah. Back when phone books before phones. Um, <laughs> now this is this is definitely with phones. Eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Eighteen eighty eight. I don't know. I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna Google the phone. I just Googled like you. I said, "When's phones? <laughs> When's phones happen?" 1876 is when ah. uh, it was made and patented by Bell. So you know they might have had one. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. Just in, uh, case. in 1888, though, Crowell he did a lot for the company. He um he cut a lot of costs. He was the first person when uh, with his companies, with his mills, mm-hmm. he did everything in one mill. So when they got the oats in, they had everything from shelling to boxing and putting it in in the shipping fucking trucks. Yeah. All in one place. Modern uh, factories. Yeah, which really. used to be all over this place, yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, we do the shelling here, and then, and then we, we take it to another put them back in these place. bags, and then <laughs> bring it over here, and it lays on the floor with the hay, and then we, uh, we, sh- we shovel it up into here. Yeah. And the next factory is uh, putting it from uh, the truck onto a thing to put it into a, a box, and then we ship it to another place, and they put it into smaller boxes. No, they didn't. Oh. They were sending bags until, in 1888, Crowell introduced the cereal box. Oh. <sighs> Which made Classic it possible invention. to buy cereal in quantities other than the giant fucking sack. Um, I still kind of like the sack idea. And just he was a sack of cereal just sitting on your counter. Yeah, I mean that is nice. You can still do it. Oh, but uh, what's fun is actually that that uh, so a lot of the original people. So like, um, Crowell didn't take everything. He like kept Stewart and uh, Schumacher. He kept them on as and other people who were involved with different mills as like head of accounting head of this head of that but no, he modern kept day corporate structure yeah but in his corporate structure he kept a few positions for himself he was a uh, general manager president and chairman from 1888 to 1943 that's not actually that um crazy of a thing really yeah i guess cuz all the they kind of overlap what they do yeah, because you can still be a president and a chairman of a company. Yeah, but to be a general manager, a president, and a well, chairman? Well, the general manager seems a little re- redundant because right. you're the president. <laughs> yeah. But, like, if you're a fucking egomaniac or whatever, you still want to be, like, a general manager. Like, you're running all the... Like, you're running downstairs like, hey, there looked like there was 58 pieces of oat in that bag, not 56. <laughs> yeah. And just like, why would you do he, that? You're he the probably was that kind of guy, yeah. Um, well, that that's what everybody was. That's that whole like uh, that was that whole generation. Yeah the the cap uh, the captain of industry mentality. Uh, what what's his name? New York oil baron uh, Rockefeller. Yeah, Rockefeller. Same thing. Like yeah. uh, we need. Uh, can you make that barrel with uh, fifty uh, forty eight pieces of wood instead of fifty? Yeah, kind of like. Gotta cut every fucking corner. That's true. That's true. Cause yeah, you are you are competing against massive giants at that point. It's kind well, of a land grab, you know. Yeah, that's not why so many oat companies probably f- uh, folded. Yeah, probably. Oats are fucking a dime a, a bag. Exactly. How are yeah. you not making money on this? Um, like, what are you stupid? A lot of them were, you know. Not I mean, well, and they were way more literate then than we are now. As of now, around 21% of uh, adult Americans are uh, illiterate. Did you pause because of the loud car? I also paused because of that point I just made. Oh. That back in uh, 1890, 96% of men and 97% of women were literate. And nowadays, 21% of adult Americans are illiterate. Wait, ni- back then, ninety-seven percent of people were literate. Yeah, this is back uh, just after the age of reason, huh? Where everyone was still reading a shit ton of books and no, listening to lectures it. and stuff. Weird, isn't it? 
And most of our think. communication nowadays is written because most people text each other. Yeah, but people are but people are still illiterate. It's fucking mm. stupid. Either way, back to cereal. Okay. Uh, so in 1890, um, the American Cereal Company, they ran this special all Quaker Oats train. So it was literally a train just full of Quaker Oats uh, from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, which is one of the uh, processing plants that John Stewart used to run by himself, yeah. uh, all the way to Portland, Oregon. Okay. Now they did that for an ad campaign because he created, you know those airplane-sized boxes? Yeah, the uh, the the travel size or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I usually call them the the hotel size. Ah, uh, they come in like packs of like ten. Mm-hmm. Like single use. They're they're sample packs usually. Yeah. But he invented that in 1890 oh. and called them trial size samples of a half of an ounce, and it was a small little box. Ooh, fun! And he sent those by train to Portland and then had a team of like. Basically, like news children, <laughs> uh, go around delivering them to every single person in the entire like city of Portland. Uh, that was when uh, eighteen ninety. I think child labor is still a thing. Oh, that- totally. Child labor really helped this country grow. Oh, man. Same with same with uh, indentured labor. Not 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 slave labor. No, no. I'm no, talking about on. Chinese indentured labor. Yeah, just like- really helped us grow by helping us out with that railroad. Yeah. And so many other things. Yeah, I know. Um, but that's fun. It was funny because they, they tried other, like, it went out to other cities, and then they uh, they were like, fuck it, let's keep going. These promotional things are working out real well. And uh, they actually had another one where they had the guy, the boys run around with these, like, Quaker Oats dinner plates. <laughs> And they would put like the dinner plate and like a box of like uh, the oats on the person's door and then like run away like they just lit a bag of shit, you know? Why in a dinner plate? It was just supposed to be like fancy and like oh. proof to people that it was for humans to eat, not for animals, I guess. Did they put it on the floor? Yeah, it was stupid. It didn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you imagine if you wake up in the morning going off to work, you open up the door and there's just like a plate with a box of oats. You're just like, what? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Honey? Put Did you put a plate outside? Is this ours? <laughs> it's our plate. <laughs> Whose plate is this? What is this? Yeah, she's like, well, it doesn't match anything we own. Throw it out. So keep it. We need everything we can get. All We're right. in Portland, Oregon. In we get shipments <laughs> once every five months, honey. Uh, but, uh... Nah, it's Portland. It's I the know. the main port of, the Mer- of America. They get shipments every day. Yeah, hence the name. Portland. Yeah. That's why there's a Portland, Maine, and a Portland, Oregon. Because you need ports on both sides of your country. Okay, I'm just going to take a second because you just blew my fucking mind. <sighs> Literally. That blew my mind just as much as I when I figured out that uh, there's a South Bend, Indiana, because there's a East Bend, Michigan, mm-hmm. and a West Bend, Wisconsin. Yeah. There's probably a North Bend, Michigan as well on the UP. Somewhere. Somewhere. And it makes a pentagram. That'd be so sick. Nah, it doesn't. Uh, but so either way, either way, uh, in 1891, Quaker brand actually featured their very first recipe on a box. Oh, wow. They were the first brand to ever do that. This is still a big thing. What was the recipe? Uh, it was for uh, oat cakes. Oh, no, no, sorry. It was for uh, uh, oatmeal. It was like basically oh. a recipe of like how to... Wait, no, hold Wait, on. I, I wrote this down. I have this. I have this somewhere. Wait, what the fuck were they doing? Wait, Was it strudel cake? Oh, that makes more sense. These boxes were for oatmeal, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. It wasn't just like oats in a box, was it? No, 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 but that's the big thing about, uh, about like, recipes, is that they actually, they used to, um, sell them... All over the place. That's what uh, the general, I mean the colonel from KFC did. Oh, he, he, he went around the nation selling cookbooks for a while. Yeah, he had. Uh, he went bankrupt seven times before landing on KFC. That and is very true. Thirty-six spices or whatever herbs and spices. It was for oatmeal bread. 
oatmeal bread. That makes that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense. People were running out of bread in 1891. Probably. Uh, so in 1901, they officially changed their name from the American Cereal Company to the Quaker Oats Company, and they founded themselves in the state of New Jersey, probably for like tax reasons, because they are headquartered in Chicago, and they still are. They're still headquartered in downtown. That's awesome. Yeah. The and American Cereal, or are they? They still called the ACC. No, the Quaker Oats Company was founded in 1901. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. And then in 1908, they put out the recipe for oat cakes. Ah, uh, yum. Uh, which oat cakes are a huge thing. And then they uh, started doing what all cereal companies do, you know? Killing people. Acquiring companies. Ah. Uh. They'll kill people later, sir. They'll kill people later. I mean, well, not really. They'll just poison that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> Stop trying to lead me on. But uh, no, so they actually they went out and bought the company Mother's Oats, which gave Quaker's Oats ownership of half of all milling operations east of the Rocky Mountains. Jesus Christ. That's pretty much all of America, except for California. Yeah. And... If you if you think about that, that's insane because General Mills is still a company at this point, and General Mills, as we'll get to next week, is also a conglomeration of mills. Yeah, yeah. But this is a a, a bunch of mills. Of course it is. They have oats. a they have half of all milling operations east of the Rocky Mountains. Yeah. How many oh, more times wait. do I have to say that? Wait, is General Mills the other half? Probably. Oh wow. Most likely. I mean, well, then there's a small faction for Kellogg's. Who cares about Kellogg's? So in uh in 1915, they yeah. premiered their very famous round package. Oh yeah, the cylindrical no, the can. Cin- the the can. Mm-hmm. Now, for most all of these things, they also did some kind of like mail in this coupon, and we're gonna send you a crystal fucking radio. Oh really? Yeah, they a did lot one of, of those. Yeah, they did. Oh shit, ton of those. Oh, they're very famous for doing that. Um. In 22, they actually introduced their uh, their quick oats, the ones that are ready in like two or three minutes, something like that. Like like pretty much like the the prototype of what we have now. Yeah. Because oatmeal doesn't, you just pour hot water on it now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I mean, it's basically instant at this point. Yeah. But uh, they introduced that in 1922. And now in the 40s is where my very favorite uh, thing that ever happened to them happened. Okay. Um, because they decided to be weird little creeps. And from 1946 to 1953, Quaker Oats had a division that worked with MIT and Harvard to work with this school called the Walter E. Furland State School on a nutritional study is what they called it. Oh, right. Now, uh, the Walter E. Furland State School is a state school that is famous for uh, being a school for retarded children. Oh, right. The mentally retarded. Yeah, the mentally retarded. It's not literally just, designed not for them. regular retarded children. Correct. And right. now, at the same time, though, there were other uh, me- normal mental function children that were involved in this, too. But they went in, they set up this thing called the Furland Science Club. Okay. And. Wait, was that the, a short version of uh, the owner's, the the founder's name? No, the school is the Walter E. Furland State School. So it's called the Did, Furland Science Club. It's literally just called the Science Club. That and sounds kind of retarded. They had the, the parents club. sign off for their children to take part in this experiment where they were going to track the nutritional breakdown of these minerals in the kids and like figure it out they didn't say anything else well that sounds like a fun thing that i would probably okay literally they're like hey we're gonna feed your kids a bunch of different good healthy meals and then just like keep an eye on them after school is that okay we're also gonna give them a bunch of prizes and cool things is that fine that sounds like fun sign this form world war ii just ended yeah that makes sense Mm -hmm. my children are starving yeah sign this form and they're mentally retarded 
Yeah, we're just going to help you out. We're going to give him a, you know, we'll give him a trip to a Red Sox game. Oh, my kids love Red Sox. They can win Sox. that just for eating a bowl of cereal. Oh, no. That, that, yeah, sure. I'm, I'll sign the release. So, turns out uh, <laughs> they were feeding the kids uh, irradiated food. Yum. <laughs> they irradiated the iron and calcium in the oatmeal and they were just feeding it to these kids oh geez. uh to hopefully work as like tracers to see how these minerals broke down in the you, kids you gotta trace them yeah and i'm like okay cool yeah for science's sake i guess right yeah turns out it was actually they just wanted to prove some claims they made in their advertising ah uh, and so uh that when, seems like a fun thing to do yeah, when people found out, it eventually went to court, uh, and it was settled in 1994. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> MIT and Quaker Oats got smacked, and they had to pay $1.85 million. That's nothing. To the children of those schools. How many? I wonder how many uh, cases that was. Probably... It was only around 20. Okay. Well, There's that's still nothing. Kids. Like that's spread out a million dollars spread out between twenty people. That's like, yeah. In nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. To people who have mentally retarded children that have been poisoned, I'm sure that's <laughs> wonderful money. Get out five, of here with your with your grand? get out of your high horse. Five grand would help help no one with anything. It's more than five grand. A million dollars divided 1. by one point nine eight million dollars. Yeah, almost divide, two mil. Divide that by twenty. How many zeros are in a million? Six. Cool. Give me a second. Divided by six. Three m- fucking. Oh, I might have put one. Three million. I went. I went one, one, two, one, two, one too many. Three hundred thirty-three thousand dollars divided 333. by three hundred thirty-three. Yeah. I thought you said twenty. Oh, sorry, twenty. Jesus Christ. What am I saying? I don't I don't know why you divided by six. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing over here. Why are you getting me to do math problems? This is my <laughs> worst subject. Fuck you. I'm back on cereal. I'll do it right here. You got this phone. Yeah. Try try and act useful. So we got a million divided by twenty. Yeah, well like Double that, so like almost ten thousand dollars each, probably. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's something. I guess you're right. That's a good 1996, 1998. Ah, that'll get you like a, a quarter, dude. A, a fucking invest in a dot com. You're great, you're oh, gravy, man. but you're probably an idiot and you're gonna buy real estate in 2006. Uh, I guess either way. Uh, back to Quaker Oats. So they're very famous for their Quaker. Oh, know? yeah. Um, the 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 figurehead. Yeah. Now the one that like you and I know, and most people listening to this will know, uh, is based on a portrait of the Quaker man that was done by an uh, an artist named Jim Nash in 1946. Uh, now they that was used as inspiration for Haddon Sudbloom's version in 1957 and John Mills's version in 1972. Mm-hmm. So they update him every now and then, but like they've updated him six, maybe seven times. There was one in the early 2000s where people were freaking out because he got a little bit slimmer. Oh, really? Yeah, they freaked out when they did it to Aunt Jemima too. Oh well, they're definitely freaking out now about Aunt Jemima. It's it's yeah, I know. It's it's funny that that the the company took her as far away from the Mambi character that she was like started as. Yeah, and then people freaked out. Yeah. The company was like, "What the fuck? We've been we just celebrated 140 years." Yeah. Damn it! Now they got to make her into a lawyer, transgendered. Like they got to just like do the full Barbie and just like every month, just like a new, right? Uh, uh, just, just a new career. <laughs> yeah. Now it's Doctor Aunt Jemima. Oh. Now it's Space Explorer Aunt Jemima. Uh. Now you have Dog Trainer Aunt Jemima, and they're like, "Well, okay, we're getting a bit out there." This goes well with my Eggo waffles. Yeah. Janitor Aunt Jemima. All right, guys, come on. Bailiff. <laughs> Cook. Oh, wait, no, never. never <laughs> okay, can't, can't go there. What about a nanny for children in the 18, uh, 19, 2000? Ah, oh, shit. Okay, never mind. A Jamaican. 
You're a Jamaican baby, crazy. Babysitter, caregiver <laughs> for children. I just want her to be something of like a Yenta character, but black, you know? Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Maybe she could wear like a like a, like a scarf on her head. Damn it. We went full circle. Back, we we, back we, we bit our tail. We went full Ouroboros. Uh, so, like all other cereal companies, they helped out in the war in the war effort, uh-huh. and uh, they made a subsidiary company called QO Ordinance Company. Uh, QAnon. Yeah, that way they wouldn't mistake it with their fucking cereal. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they manufactured a shit ton of warehouses in the middle of Iowa, and then they just like were working on like different. Uh, munitions. So they were doing bullets. They were doing uh, shells for tanks. They did a lot of those. They did a lot of like tank weaponry. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they they made like three hundred thousand square feet of warehouses to build this shit. Oh, yeah. It's actually, actually, it was in ne- Nebraska. Was where they built it because really? it's in the history of Nebraska. I would have figured it was in Ohio. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Not enough land. Too mountainous. I guess you're right. You need flat land for a shit ton of warehouses. Ohio is mountainous. Yeah, really. That's why the Wright brothers were there, and they were trying. They figured out how to fly there. Right. It's a ton of hills. Okay. Yeah. Come on. Weird that. It's weird how easy a cereal company can just start manufacturing bullets. I know, right? They're like, well, we have the people. Well, it's pretty much like one and the same, really. Uh, but to get back onto our cereal, because I do love right. this shit. Uh, they introduced uh, that famous brand, Life, in oh. 1961. That's they when made... Life began, 1961. I guess so. Yeah. Some would say. Before Not that many. was pre-Life. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was before Life. It's like when it's like living back in the time of like still utilizing the saying, "This is the best thing since bagged bread." Yeah. That existed for like what, like two years before they started slicing it? No, a long time before they started slicing it. What? The They're bagging it to keep that shit fresh, man. I guess you just had to slice your own bread? Yeah. <laughs> that way you this? kept the loaf fresh. Am I caveman? No, you're an American, goddammit. One of the same, really. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. That guy just went there. Uh, so in 1966, they made instant oatmeal. Yum. And then in 1968, they uh, bought a ton of different companies, and they incorporated a lot of them and built a plant in Danville, Ohio, uh, Illinois, which is where Aunt Jemima and uh, Quakeros and like a shit ton of their brands are still made to this day. I thought you were just going to say a bunch of like Eskimo pies and uh, you wanted me to Uncle keep going ben on brands. And nah, that just like that's all we're all that problematic. Uh, whatever. Yeah, all, all of the from. well, Uncle Ben's should not be problematic. It's just a black guy that, that likes rice. It's literally the guy who made it. Well, that's problematic. We got to change. It. Either way, whatever. That's like a mad famous Amos for being a black man. Stepfather Ben. He already got cheated once. Don't take it away again. Whoa. He did. He got cheated at famous Amos. We can do a whole fucking episode on that guy. Write it down. No. Okay. Either way. <laughs> They uh, introduced the one that the oatmeal that I know, mm-hmm. uh, maple and brown sugar flavor instant oatmeal in 1970. Mm-hmm. It would suck to have lived before then. Yeah, having to add your own like brown sugar and maple. Jeez, what Ugh, am I? so much work. Who has that in their own house? What am I in Russia? I think so. In, you uh, you skipped 1969. That's true. 1969, they acquired Fisher Price, the toy company. Oh, really? Yeah, which is actually like one of the largest toy companies in the world. They are the yeah. only thing that battles Hasbro. FP. Mm-hmm. Better than uh than than uh what was that? P- FW Schwartz? Yeah. FAO Schwartz? Yeah. They went down. But uh in the seventies they actually also financed the making of the film Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Wow. Yeah. They did that so they could obtain the licensing for all the products they talk about in the movie and they could sell candy bars. You know the fun thing about that? Hmm. Is that they made Wonka bars. Mm-hmm. They produced it for the movie, but they fucked up the chemistry or something and the and the bars melted on the shelves. Oof. So they had to recall all the chocolate bars right when the movie came out 
and it took like another 18 months or whatever for the chocolate oh, bars to actually come sell. out. <laughs> and like no one gave a shit after that. Yeah. That just but, means uh, they didn't temper the chocolate right. Yeah, but still uh that's still uh one of uh the best movies ever made. True. True. I mean, it's one of the best roles that Gene Wilder ever did. Yeah. Um and I don't know. I would say that kind of is a uh, pretty much in my opinion tied with uh Fantastic Mr. Fox for the best adaptation of a Roald Dahl book. I was going to say Jaws. Roald Dahl didn't write Jaws. Or did he? He didn't. Oh, yeah, he didn't. No, he made up all of his stories for his children to go to bed in (laughs) England. Why the fuck would he be like, (laughs) okay, kids, so in Southern California, there's a lot of things called sharks. And they're like, what is California? And And who are sharks? He's like, let me just show you pictures. Either way. Uh, they made chewy granola bars in 81. Oh, my, the bane of my existence. And then they uh, were still trying to be enterprising in 82, and so they purchased this company called U.S. Games. They made games for the obviously never going anywhere Atari 2600. Yeah. And uh, it uh, it was shuttered within a year. Atari 2600 was one of the longest lasting systems. Dog, I grew up playing one. But it is a bad timing, 1982. Yeah, it's a terrible time to get into like, Atari. Right before the fucking crash of 83. Mm-hmm. Well, Maybe, they, it'd be funny if Quaker Oats like, pushed them making E.T. the game. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we got to do it. We did it with Wonka bars. Probably. Oh, wow. Wonka bars, cra- Wonka bars came because of the movie. I wonder if E.T. Like every time Quaker Oats tries to make a movie tie-in, it just fails. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We can always talk about Hershey another time, but get me off of food, okay? We got to get off of food. Yeah. Uh, in 83, they bought this company called Stokely Van Camp, Ooh. which made uh, Van Camps, which is a type of bean that got renamed. I and thought that was the shoe company. This is actually, this one purchase in 83 is the reason that they get purchased as a company later in life. Uh, they bought, uh, Stokely Van Camp made Gatorade. Wow. So in 83, Quaker Oats started making Gatorade. Huge. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they that's why they bought them. That is. They did it oh. just for Gatorade. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, Gatorade was cool in the 80s. Yeah, and in the 80s, they did a ton of advertising stunts with a bunch of celebrities. I mean, honestly, they did that their entire run. They had, like, Shirley Temple. O.J. Simpson. Mm-hmm. Mike Tyson punching a pigeon. They paid him a lot to do that. He really respects that animal, man. Yeah. He was crying the entire time. I love pigeons. He was... <laughs> I'm sorry. Give me a little uh, In 1984, Quaker bought Snapple for $1.7 billion. Wow. This is 1994. Yes. You said 84. So sorry. This is 94. This is four years before they settled that suit. Jeez. So they're in court from this time. Till 1998, which makes sense because in 97 they had to sell Snapple. Yeah. And they sold it to uh, Triarch, which was the people who made Wendy's, um, oh. for a whopping total of $300 million. Just crazy. That was a yeah. lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. But then Triarch, you know, they, they actually sold Snapple to Cadbury and Schweppes for uh, one and a half bill in oh. 2000. Wow, good for them. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense, because uh, I think the first thing Cadbury Schweppes ever put out through Snapple was... Um, Cadbury eggs. No, was their uh, the Changing the Millennium bottle, which I actually have. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a really beautifully done wrap. Uh, in 97, they introduced the uh, first oatmeal that the FDA acclumed, uh, uh, approved their claims. They said okay. it reduced cholesterol, and the oh. FDA was like, "It does." <laughs> does it actually? And that, yeah, it does. Oh, the really? One, yeah. But how much? Enough. Because Lipitor reduces. Did you? Did I ever show you that? There's like a guy that breaks down like Lipitor and doesn't reduce cholesterol, like heart attacks at all. But that's they, not what they're reducing. 
But it, their advertisement says like reduces heart attack by ninety seven percent. No, man, like, they never say that. They they say that it reduces cholesterol and they put it written on a heart. It's the same thing that uh, Verizon and most phone companies insurance insuron does, where their pamphlet shows a fucking phone falling into water and they don't cover water damage. They write it on a heart, and so you assume they're talking about heart attacks. They're just talking cholesterol, dog. Lipitor doesn't do that. You're thinking of oh, uh, this uh, uh, cereal, yeah, circular. Cereal. Yeah, I'm thinking of cereals. Where, where, where have you been? Lipit. Yeah, but I'm talking about Lipitor. <laughs> He's on some other planet called Lipitor. You're thinking of Cheerios. They put that shit on a heart. Actually, so did Quaker Oats when they put this claim from the FDA. Well, if the FDA says it, I guess you can put it on a heart. I guess. I guess. Um, in 01, PepsiCo actually buys out Quaker Oats. Oh, really? Yeah, they bought it for $14 billion. Damn. And they literally bought it just because they wanted Gatorade. Oh, PepsiCo is like an evil emperor. Just owns like every co- company mm-hmm. in its cereal. Um. Beside, I guess, and then yeah, the milestone was that they turned 140 in in 2017. But uh, technically, yeah, yeah. If Besides you, the fact that they were bought and sold and bought and sold and bought and sold, yeah, but like Quaker hands. Mill, all right, you know, was founded 140 years before that. Okay, yeah. Is there is their original factory still open in Ohio or no. whatever? Oh, that doesn't really fuck. No, there's probably a plaque. Yeah. That's what, that's what like Ohio and Michigan love to do. They love to like put a parking lot somewhere and then put like a plaque surrounded by flowers. It's just like, here was the house of this person that we really would have loved to show you around, but uh, we paved it. You know why they do that? Because they fucked up in industrious living, and now they uh, didn't really have the gall to set aside more land for the national preserves, and so some dipshit president felt like an asshole and put like, I don't know, a half million dollars into a project to go around the nation and put plaques up about historic places for people to ooh and ah at? Maybe. But okay. no, they mainly do it so they don't have to pay property tax. Oh. Yeah, that makes a lot of they sense. They can still have property and just, just put up a plaque. Yeah, well, I mean, that's only... If, there's a lot of, like, historic registries that's very difficult. It's like, there's a different one for Chicago than there is for Illinois, and there's mm-hmm. a different, like, criterion. There's also a different criteria for to be, like, a U.S., National landmark, yeah, or like a point of like notability, like the the um old Michael Jordan Steakhouse and where the comedy bar is. That was the powerhouse at LaSalle. Yeah, that's a Chicago landmark, but it's not allowed to be an Illinois landmark, nor is it allowed to be a national landmark. But it can become a national landmark before it's allowed to become an Illinois landmark. That's just fun, isn't it? Back to cereal, sir. Yeah, back uh, to cereal. I couldn't find them mentioned on many TV programs except for uh, the Rugrats. Oh, you you actually ciphered through all the... Well, yeah, they had a lot of celebrities, you know, showing up places, but they didn't really, like... They didn't really, like, do, like, the whole Reese's Pieces thing, you know? They didn't really plug themselves like Pepsi did. Yeah, Um, except for making Wonka movie. Yeah, exactly. It's probably because that failed so bad. They were like, (laughs) never again! Oh, we're dumb. But rug, but Chucky and Rugrats uh-huh. mentioned it. Yeah, he's scared of the man on the oatmeal. That's what he says. Ah, that's and in, that's uh, a weird reference. In uh, in Rugrats the movie, uh, sorry, Rugrats in Paris. It's a movie. Colon the movie. Oh right. Uh, that that there's Rugrats a, in Paris. Is that like the uh the the, uh, the sequel to the movie? A sequel to Jay Z song. Yeah, Rugrats in Paris. Yeah, yeah. It's actually a prequel. Oh. Jay Z was actually lampooning that movie. Oh, really? That's, yeah. It, uh, that's what that line um, "I ride around in a dinosaur cart" is about. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the uh, the fact that he was like, "Now Chucky's brave enough to look the oatmeal man in the eye." I remember that. Line. He's called Chucky Chan now. He had yeah. this whole karate thing. I don't know. No, I man. remember. I remember. He's a weird, like anemic asthmatic ginger okay give him give him some fucking give him some credit okay yeah, chucky's a weird character he really is that's is the he, only reference though to oatmeal <laughs> that i could find i mean so one of my favorite things they did besides uh you know poisoning retarded children with irradiated cereal for an advertisement uh was that they did this uh giveaway 
Oh, great. In 1902 with their coupons where they gave away land. Wow. Yeah. They were like, hey, cut out this coupon and uh, one of the pictures of uh, the the Quaker man and and mail it to us. And then you can collect your land deed. And they fucking cut up 15 acres into 10 by 10 blocks. Oh. And they were deeding those out to whoever mailed it in. And, like, the town was okay with it because all, like, the, the developers were like, cool, cool. Like, one house is just going to send in, like, 15 of these. And then we'll build a house on their conglomerated property. But no. Like, all of them were grabbed up by individuals. Uh... The town where it was in, which is in Connecticut, uh, Milford, they were like swamped with paperwork because all of a sudden they had a a hundred new landowners to do (laughs) like tax work for. And then the tax collectors couldn't find any of the owners of the land. And so nobody could ever build on it. And uh, eventually in the 70s, they they, uh, condemned the whole place under general foreclosure. That's fun. Yeah. But uh, they didn't really learn their lesson because in 1955, they did the same thing. Now, this was this was actually because they advertised on the commercials of a TV show in Canada okay. that was about Klondike in the Yukon. Uh, and so they gave out land in Klondike, Canada with like a mail-in in 1955. They're so fucking strange, man. Yeah, no. That we that should mostly been about their advertising. Yeah, I mean that's what that's what people usually talk about them about because yeah. they were the first trademark. They did a lot of magazine advertisements. They did uh, a lot of like in-person advertisements. If you ever want to talk about that shit, I'm just gonna do a full episode on P.T. Barnum because he's my favorite guy in advertising of all time. Okay, he sold kites in uh in time in Central Park in New York by tying a midget to a kite. And yeah. flying him through Central Park to yell down to people, look how good these kites are. It can carry me. Wow. He literally had a newspaper guy follow him to, so he could sell ice to Eskimos. He's that fucker. I love oh, him. Oh, man. That's crazy. And then he made a circus. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, that was, that's that been General Mills, though. Or Quaker Oats. Quaker Oats. <laughs> don't get General Mills is next week. And then we'll get to that and as to why they're tied in with UFOs. Oh, really? You'll see. I can't wait. Stay tuned. Stay vigilant. Stay wild. And as always, uh, stay uh, stay perky. Right. And Don't. follow us on Instagram. Yeah, at Wild Podcast. Yell at Liquid Death to sponsor us. Yes. Please. We've been uh, trying to reach out. The contracts are written. I'm ready to sell my soul. I don't mind. Like, just give me some free water. Yeah, we're thirsty. Very. You need to uh, drink your water to stay vigilant. Yeah. And uh, Liquid Death always helps us stay wild. (gasps) It's like a tagline for them. Maybe they'll help us out now. (laughs) Well, thank you for listening. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Oh, every time? Yep. Damn it. Oh, shit. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.